Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And very well done. You caught that this weekend. We are your business coaches at Wired to Change. We help you get your business off the ground and running smoothly so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. So the reference to Trinity catching her last name since she's recently married, she stood up the other day and said Gregor, and everybody in the room caught it. Oh, yeah. Which, but that's standard for a married until, woman, yes. Until I have the formal name change yeah. paperwork completed and my driver's license and yeah. social security card and everything else says French, I yeah. think it's okay. I'm yeah. living in this like weird dual mm-hmm. duality right now. And we guys have no clue because it's it, yeah. most of life is easy for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we don't have to change much or do much. So, And we talked about this either yesterday or the, or the day before about what it costs for a woman to get married, to to change her name to her married name. The time and the money it costs. It's ridiculous. It is. You would think it would be built in that the only way you can change it is this. but Yeah, and they make you jump through a bunch of hoops. And then once you do it all formally, then you have to still contact all of your credit card companies and your bank and every different thing that I'm signed up for and anyone that has my name and sends me mail. or I mean, it's, it's a lot. And you'll find them out. You'll find out eventually who you forgot. Over time. They'll keep mm-hmm. saying. By February 1, you're like, oh, Trinity Gregor. I'm yeah. going to need to call. <laughs> but uh, today we're talking about burnout. What and is burnout, Mike? Burnout, Trinity, is when you schedule a wedding in a house that <laughs> sleeps 200 people and try to run it on your own while being a kick-ass realtor and a new, brand new small business official small business coach. That's what burnout That's is. Burnout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and hit I hit a wall there for a couple days, and it can happen fast. It did. It caught me out of nowhere, and you I'm don't still see it recovering. Coming. Oh yeah, and yeah. with good reason because yeah. you planned a heck of a wedding. It was uh, awesome. It was a blast. There was a massive house on the beach that everybody came to, and cool events going on, and a mm-hmm. good schedule, and a couple of drinks, great pool, yeah, a lot of dancing. Some bad we karaoke played, from the guys. We played some awesome touch football on the beach. Absolutely. Yes. But that's what, burnout to a small business owner, there's a number of things. And it uh, does not have to be because you planned a giant wedding in between no. starting a second business yeah. and running a first business. And no, yeah. it can happen on its own accord totally. just through the day-to-day activities of managing and running a small business. The advice we're going to give you, it's easy for us to say this after you've gone through the burnout, re-energize yourself, and then try to look back and figure, how did we get here? And yeah. that's kind of what and we're going to And in our next episode, <laughs> I'm going to share some tips that I wish I had done prior <laughs> to feeling burned out. So this episode, we're going to talk about what is the burnout, and our next episode will be how to recover from a burnout. Mm-hmm. Burnout for a small business owner is, I don't know if there's a common denominator, but a lot of it can be do, having to do everything yourself. Because if you're a solopreneur, and there are plenty of us out there, mm-hmm. you have to do just about everything. You can outsource to a family member, a friend, uh, little things, not everything, but for the most part, you're running the business, you're you're selling it, you're operating it, you're managing it, you're doing the, the paperwork, you're doing the finances, you're doing everything like that. And that could, could add to burnout quick. So a lot of it comes down to, is it planning? Was it poor planning? Was it poor staffing? 
poor infrastructure or did all of a sudden you get 22 clients when you'd planned when on, you plan four? on four? Yeah. yeah, which is a great thing to have. But the business burnout is just exhaustion. And you guys know what it is. You don't want to, it's tough getting up in the morning. You're not as energized about the passion you had when you first started the business. So we're going to talk about a few things on signs that you are headed towards a burnout. And you may not know it. You may be heading that way and you can't see it coming yet, but we're going to help you try to identify some signs. Yes, we are. The first one is you are exhausted and you're overwhelmed. What I've noticed before, the exhaustion, in my mind, that's easier to play through because you nap here, nap there. You can change that, in my mind, a little bit quicker than overwhelming. It's a different kind of exhaustion, though. It is. It is. Um, So I've been going through this, which people, my husband has been amazing because he's been like, you need to rest, you need to rest. I went to, um, as a coach, I believe in having other coaches around me, even though they're not not necessarily business coaches, but I go to a mental health coach. I go to a personal trainer. I have a fitness and diet coach. I go to a chiropractor. So all these people help keep me on the straight (laughs) and narrow. And I was at one of my appointments recently and the doctor I was talking to, she said, you know, you really need to take some time and actually rest, not just a nap. But Mm. she was like, you probably need to rest. And I was like, does she but know But then you? <laughs> I'm going to be behind on like 8 million things. So, but I have been taking time to rest and it's been, it's been great. But when you feel that just bone tired exhaustion, no matter how much you sleep, you can't get, you just mm-hmm. don't feel the energy coming back. That's when you know that, that you are headed for a burnout. And the point on resting or taking some time, if you can't take a full day, even if you looked at your week and instead of doing eight things in a week, do six things in a week. And sometimes mentally, when you get home at four o'clock instead of seven fifteen, can change your attitude because mm-hmm. it's still daylight. Get to your family a little bit longer. It's little things like that that can help you deal with some of that. But my big thing is just over on being overwhelmed, as we've talked about in previous episodes. As a solopreneur, you can feel like you are isolated from the world. You can. You're doing it all on your own. You're doing it out of your house so nobody else is there. So just getting overwhelmed by, I'm behind on this, I'm behind on that. There may not be as much revenue coming in. We've got a holiday coming up. My wife or husband's birthday is coming up. And just getting overwhelmed, what we like to coach people into is putting everything down on paper. It, most people's world changes when they can look at it. Mm-hmm. So if you okay, what are the 15 things you think are going on or you need to address or change? And when you put them down on paper, some of those take 10 minutes. Some of those don't need to be done this week. They can be done by November 15th or by December 1st. And then if you can whittle that down from 15 to 6 or 7, life looks a little bit more manageable. And you're probably wondering what I'm doing over here. Um, You're writing down, yes. I am. I found this really great list. There's a website that I like to go to that will tell you the physical effects of stress. I just started writing them down, and I was like, check, 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 check. So we're going to share these as well. Was your picture on that website? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Almost, almost, which is kind of a scary, scary thought, but... 
we're going to talk a little bit about how these things can take their toll on you from a from a um, physical standpoint and long and long term if you don't address these things they can turn into some pretty bad health-related consequences. On being overwhelmed, though, it could be you're working too many hours, could be you have no help, it could be you're feeling oh, you're feeling like you have to do everything, and a lot mm-hmm. of people do because nobody cares about your business like you do. You can hire all the great people in the world, but if you are the sole owner, their expectation, their work level is not going to be what yours is, and it shouldn't. you shouldn't expect them to have that because you own the company. One of the other things, and you feel like things are piling on. It just gets worse and it gets magnified. The more tired you get, the more behind you get. Every every email that comes in, every phone call you get, feels like it's three instead of one, and you just truly get overwhelmed. So let's talk about the signs. So we we know what burnout is. Burnout is that feeling of being overly stressed, being under pressure. And the problem with burnout is that a lot of times you don't realize that you're burned out until you're actually in it. So we're going to share with you some signs that you're headed for burnout, then also some signs of that you're in burnout. And then next episode, we're going to talk about how you actually can recover from a burnout. And right now I'm going through this. So this is just, um, like we said, we're coaches that share with you real life. Mm. And this is about as raw and as real as it gets. And I've um, been experiencing some of these things and Mike's been the most amazing co-coach by helping coach. You know, even a coach needs a coach. And we all do. <laughs> we all have them. I got one. So signs that you're headed for a burnout. The first one is that you're exhausted and you're overwhelmed. You just do not have the energy to do the work that you used to love doing. Mm-hmm. The thought of tackling your to-do list, um, your home list, your anything list just gives you a feeling of absolute dread in the pit of your stomach. Yes. You feel like there's not a, there's no time to do it. There's no resource to do it. There's no energy to do it. And mm-hmm. it gets overwhelmed pretty quick. Yep. Next one is you are frustrated and cynical, which means nothing's going right. No matter what I do, it's not going right. It won't ever go right. Yes. You blame people for the wrong reasons or sometimes for no reason because you're not looking at something logically more emotion comes into play more you're making decisions based on that because when you get tired and frustrated my favorite answer to hear from people is fine (laughs) followed the pause (laughs) followed by all right we'll just do that later or all right that's the only thing we're doing right now and that's not always the best those are the eeyores of life and you don't want to turn into an eeyore the word fine is a pet peeve of mine I love my wife, Becky. We've been married 33 years, been together 34. I love her. I'm going to spend all of my life with her. But I hate when a, when a, and I'm going to generalize here, so please keep this in context. We're getting so much hate mail after this. I've seen it before. (laughs) When generally a wife will say it more than a husband, I believe that's correct. But when my, when Becky says, I'll say something, she'll go, fine. Oh, that's oh, just the it worst. does not mean fine. That's it does worse not when, mean when that we, means you're in deep shit. <laughs> that's worse than when we were kids and we asked our parents something and they said, We'll see. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll fine. See. Oh, that is the ultimate shutdown. Yeah, fine is you'll never do it right, so I'll do it, or you're so bad I have to I do have it. I have to just, do it myself. It's just mm-hmm. not good when she says that. And I've told her that I would rather tell me that I'm lazy and worthless than just, just go fine. fine. Oh, I hate that word. So That's the uh, way I use interesting. Uh-huh, that's interesting. Oh, to Scott. Yeah. Nice. And and yeah. it's, you know, if that word comes out oh, of my yeah. mouth, yeah. it Easter, does not yeah. mean anything's no. interesting. It means... Not, I am <laughs> I am disgusted with you. You're not looking to learn off <laughs> what he did by using interesting, yeah. But frustrated and cynical, you start looking at things different you and do. more emotional, and that's not good because you start making and if you start more seeing, decisions. if you start finding yourself seeing the bad in things more than the positive, yeah. then you know yeah. that you are you're heading down the slippery slope to heading towards a burnout. Yep. Either your the work's not good enough, my clients are. All of a sudden, all of my clients are a pain in the ass. Well, that's not mm-hmm. true. There may you you're gonna always have one, sometimes two, but not all of a sudden everybody changed and everybody's the same way. Start throwing out blanket statements. You know you're right you in the middle of a you're, burnout. You're headed. This next one is really mm-hmm. interesting because this happened to me about three years ago when I was running the, the so the real estate company I'm affiliated with now. I was running all of the sales operations side of the business. So everything associated with money coming into the business was my was in my bucket. That was all my responsibility. It was very stressful. I had, you know, 60 plus employees that I had to make sure got fed. The salespeople were producing or not. That was my responsibility. Recruiting was my responsibility. So I had all this pressure coming on and I did not realize just how much it was starting to compound, it was eating me up, but I didn't realize it until, um, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is you start finding out that you can't think well. And what I mean by this is the best example I can give is I would be trying to tell a story and it's so interesting because I'm watching my grandfather start to lose his memory a little bit and he'll be telling a story and he'll be like, Trinity, you know, I was, um, going to the store and I wanted to get some, you know, that stuff, the stuff that's in the shape of a square and it's got a crust on it. And you mean bread, Grandpa? And he would be like, yeah, bread. And he could not remember the simplest words. Well, that started happening to me. I was looking for words and could not find the simplest words. And and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I have a brain tumor. Like I must be dying because I'm losing parts of these words that are just, you know, they were really simple words. So that started happening. Um, something even more terrifying started happening is that places that were very normal for me to drive to, I go to the Raleigh Regional Association of Realtors on the regular. It's here in Cary, North Carolina. I have to go there for CE classes. We go there for um, different events that they hold. We go there, you know, I've been on a couple of committees. So this is a place that I drive to multiple times a quarter, and it's in a really common place right over by the bonefish grill. I mean, it's not somewhere that I am unfamiliar with. And I found myself driving there one day and I was completely lost. So turned around, so ass backwards. And I was like, what is going on? Why can't I find this place? And I was really lost. And then a couple days later, I get in the car with a bunch of my coworkers, new agents that I was taking to lunch to welcome them to the company. And I found myself lost driving to lunch to a place that I go to almost weekly. That's when you know that you can't think well. Not even the business stuff, just things were starting to slip. Things were starting to happen. I went to the doctor 
And I told her, I said, I think I have a tumor. All this stuff is happening. Uh, this is all I could think is that yeah. it must be something. And she said, Trinity, how much are you working right now? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. She's like, how many hours a week are you working? And under what kind of stress are you under? And I said, oh, well, I have this going on and this going on. And I might have to lay off these people. And I'm not going to be paying myself for the next three months. So I don't have to lay them off. And, da, 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 da. and I just started ticking off all these things. And she said, you don't have a tumor. You don't need a CAT scan. You need nothing. She was like, you're too stressed out. And stress is the number one cause of memory loss. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm so excited because stress is something that I knew I could I could take care of that. Yeah. So I went from thinking I had a brain tumor, <laughs> which brain tumor, nothing to joke about. No. But, but still, it was yeah. terrifying or, you know, I was like, do I have dementia or Lisa all, all, Alzheimer's? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that Alzheimer's. word? Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. If you are finding yourself at a loss for words and not because you're just so um, flabbergasted at how good looking we are once you go visit our website, mm-hmm. but you're at a loss of words because you just cannot think well or you find yourself not able to make it to the local McDonald's because you got lost then you might be on your way to a burnout or actually already tail spinning into one. Consumes you to no end. And it's one of those things you can't explain to people. Like a lot of things in life is tough to explain until you're in it. Yes. And oh, yeah. And I've, I've been there. I've been through it. My husband just got a new Jeep. I think of it, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> if you ever have to go off the road because to avoid an accident and you're down in the ditch and that split second that it takes for you to make that decision to not rerun the car in front of you, yep. and then you're down in the ditch and you're out of the ditch and you're like, what the heck just happened? That's how quickly it hits you. And all of a sudden you realize like, oh, dang it, I'm I'm in a burnout. And yep. it's, a, it's a kind of terrifying place to be. So if you find yourself in that situation or on the road to it, there are so many things that we can do from a coaching standpoint to help pull you back out of that. And that is one of the most common reasons that people will reach out for coaching help. Yes. Yeah, you lose focus or in a lot of times, some of it is out of your control. Some of it is self-inflicted. We've talked on previous episodes of having that go-to person you can call, somebody that can keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. They will tell you what's really going on. And a lot of times it ends up being a help for you, but you have to listen to them. Next one up is your performance is dropping. So here's my story. My brother and I, in 2012, we bought a commercial cleaning company. And anybody that has had to staff in the service world, it's peaks and valleys. Just Mm -hmm. depending on the The location, the economy, what what you're starting them out at, could be anything. And we wanted people who had a full-time job during the day and just wanted some hours on nights and weekends for whatever they needed that money for. But we wanted that stability, so they had transportation, and they wanted, we had people anywhere from 6 to 20 hours a week, depending on how much they wanted. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. Not a problem with us. One week, I lost, I had two employees that covered 22 hours a week. And one fell at her daytime job, and the other broke a wrist. So in the span of four days, I, as the manager of the business, lost 22 hours of cleaning. And guess who picks that up? Yeah. On top of everything else I was doing for the business, because I had a couple other accounts that I was cleaning. So I was at 
I went for a while there, and I'm not complaining by telling you this story, so don't don't take it the wrong way. But it was a big change from doing all the regular daytime stuff of managing it, selling it, trying to grow it, networking, and, and stuff like that. And now I would leave, I would leave the house at about 4.30 or 5 o'clock every day as people were coming home. The hardest day to do that was on Friday. When um, people are coming home for exactly, yeah, Becky and I, we didn't see each other for a while. The, the effect it had on me was the details. So now I'm cleaning, and I wasn't consciously trying to short anything or not do the work, but just when you're vacuuming, it's did, did you vacuum in the corner? You've mm-hmm. always vacuumed in the corner or always vacuumed behind the desk, but you, for some reason or other, you're not there because you're thinking of, Six other things. Okay, right. just left here. Got to go there. Interviews. I need got to a, got a phone call from a client or one of the workers at another place, mm-hmm. and that's where it affected me the most. Was my work at night? Was I doing the detailed work that the client was used to? And it took a while for me to find some people to replace them, and it's hard. It, but that's what happens, and it comes on, and you don't really know it until you're just, you know, you're dead ass beat, and then it affects your family, your friends, your business, and everything. And that was my story on the performances dropping. It, like I said, that one had no control over that. They hurt themselves at their daytime jobs. They felt awful because they had been with me. One of the ladies had been with me a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, and they felt bad, but they just neither one of them could work for a while. And and so that's, you, sometimes you don't see it coming. You don't. And it's out of your control. But And then before you know it, you're knee yeah. deep in a burnout. And then you double down. It's in the first one that comes to your interview. Okay, you have your car, you're breathing. You sound like you know what you're talking about. You're hired, and then you hire wrong, which I did first mm-hmm. couple of times. And then I realized I was better off cleaning until I found the right person. But then I had to backfill in other places. So it worked. I ended up hiring people in other places I was cleaning to, follow, to cover these two. And I eventually got one of them covered, and the other one I cleaned. It was our biggest account, and it was 12 hours a week. Two nights, but 12 hours a week all by myself. Wow. So, yeah. So that's sometimes it's self, it's it's not self-inflicted, and you just don't see it coming. So Next one is you're always at work, even when you're not at work. And all the small business owners listening, we all know this I just right heard here. a thousand head nods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You you just can't shut it off, and that's another problem. And, you know, a lot of this, I I think a lot about the good old days. What would it have been like to be a small business owner before the advent of the cell phone? (laughs) We joke around that my cell phone's name is Bill, short for umbilical cord, and he's attached to me, and everywhere I go, he's there. Every email, every text message, everything is just a constant reminder of all the things that are now piling up. And someday we'll do a podcast on important versus urgent. And yes. uh, emotionally and mentally, we're we are tied to our technology and we're at work even when we're not at the office. If you have a home office, we've talked about this in detail, that mm. it can be even worse. Business is always on your mind. You have a hard time being emotionally present with friends and family when you're constantly thinking about business. And even if it's not the influx of information from technology coming at you, your Instagram post, your Twitter post, your Facebook post, the ability to get back quickly enough on my Facebook 
personally to people weighs on me because I don't ever want them to be like, this person doesn't respond for 10 hours. So I have all of these things always coming in that we have to get back to. And a lot of them are not necessarily important. It just is stuff that's coming at us. And then on top of that, you're constantly thinking about, Mm. can I make payroll? Um, are, you know, are employees doing what they're supposed to be doing? If you have people working remotely for you, are you checking in with them enough? So you're always at work. You're always thinking about work, even when you're not at work. And if you find that that is plaguing you more so than it had been in the past, then you may be on the cusp of heading into a burnout. Yep. The next one is you treat your people poorly. And again, this goes back to things piling on. All of a sudden, you look at things emotionally. You have an employee that you told them, hey, I'll work with you to, like with the cleaning, hey, if I need to cover for you, let me know. Don't abuse it. But life happens. And so Mm -hmm. if you need that, and they'll tell you like in April and then ask again in August and all that's fine. But you know you're in a burnout when they ask you in April and all of a sudden they ask you late June again two months plus apart, they're asking for maybe one night or that weekend. And all of a sudden you just go nuts. You get short tempered. You say things that like, I can't believe you did this. You, I just gave you this off and you would have never done that six months ago. Right. And there's unfair expectations that we put on ourselves and employees if things go different because all of a sudden like we talked about earlier you start blaming people for the wrong reason a lot of that can be if you're going back to your performance is dropping and if your performance is dropping and you're hoping that the other people will band together and pick it up and then they're not doing their part your temper is going to get even shorter and we know that treating our people poorly is not a good way to retain top employees no and a lot of people will tell you I treat, I make sure I treat my customers well, which is great. But if you treat your employees well, they'll treat your customers well. So if you yes. manage your employees, and we've talked about this before, uh, they'll take care of your customers. But your grading scale changes. So when that wonderful employee asked you in June, you're like, oh, yeah, no, appreciate it. Love the work you do. Have fun. Tell me about it when you get back. All of a sudden, your grading scale is, I can't believe you're asking me again. You just asked me in April. Yep. And then they're not happy because you told them up front, let me know when you need a weekend off. I think the other side of this is when you're thinking about your people, your people can also be your friends and family. Mm -hmm. And if you're treating your staff well, you're treating your customers well, but all of your stress and anxiety is coming out in reaction to your friends and family who are supposed to be there to love and support you, that's no good either. I've been really careful because I know because I'm a pretty self-aware human, that I'm slipping into a burnout and out of a burnout that was already there from after the wedding. But Mm -hmm. then just a burnout of, man, it's the end of a really busy real estate season, and holy cow. And hey, let me start another business while I'm trying to plan a wedding. So so I am very careful Mm -hmm. to not take that out on Scott or I talk to my mom regularly, so I try not to be an Eeyore when I call her or bitch at her. <laughs> and even last night, um, hanging out with some of my girlfriends after a networking event, they were sitting there and they have all their, you know, normal complaints about their jobs, their regular nine to five jobs. And all I could think is, you guys have just got it so easy. <laughs> 
Because you leave it there at five o'clock. Because you get to yeah. leave it, and then you get to come complain about these people that you work with, and or, you know. And I was like, dang, the only person I can complain about is me and Mike. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, as a small business owner, you are the last line of defense. We are it. We are There's it. no one else to blame but the two people looking at each other. Right? <laughs> and so, and, and partly with you treat people poorly is uh, you, nothing ever seems good enough go pot your negative versus positive when you used to be positive. And that can be about things other people are doing. It oh, could even be yeah. about stuff that you're doing. If you're feeling like nothing you're doing is up to snuff, then you're probably heading into a burnout. And another thing that could be happening as well is if this is 2019, so let's say you have a 2014 car and it's running well, running well, then all of a sudden, you know, business is, for whatever reason, you're getting ready in the middle of a burnout, and then it could be as simple as, I'm starting to hear this noise in my car. Well, that's going to be two thousand dollars to fix, or that's right. going to break down on the side. <laughs> it just all piles onto each other. Nothing seems good enough when that car. It could have been the car driving right beside you. It you could, just never know. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, you might find yourself socializing less. You might yes. not find yourself. You know, maybe those networking events that were helping you get in all those clients. Now you just don't want to go. Maybe you're working longer hours, you're not seeing your friends, your spouse, your social network as much. And a lot of that is because you just do not have the emotional energy to be there. So this was me today. Um, mm -hmm. Our B&I meetings, contrary to popular belief, I am not always an extrovert. I'm <laughs> fairly shy. And if I had known today, because the very rare thing happened where at our meeting we had no visitors. Mm -hmm. And if I had known going into it that there was going to be no visitors, I would have been up and out of bed so fast because I just did not want to have to face a new person today. Because facing a new person was just one more new thing that was going to be input coming in that I was like, I just can't handle one more new person. If you find yourself wanting to be out and you're not wanting to socialize and, you don't, and you're not wanting to meet new people, then you're probably on burnout road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mine with you socialize less back to the cleaning company. When I was working extra hours, I couldn't go to any of those. And then when there were a couple that I had to go to or really wanted to go to, then that pushed back my night. So sometimes I wouldn't get home till two thirty in the morning. Wow. To go to a networking event and that then I, go I clean. knew I needed to go to. Yeah. And then you're cutting corners even more because you're tired and you're yeah. It's just yeah. never ending cycle. You might find that you're in a burnout when you either can't sleep or you're sleeping too much. Um, if you're finding that you have insomnia, which we all know I suffer from insomnia. It's just a thing. But when I'm at my peak performance, that's when my insomnia kicks in. It's when I <laughs> am when I'm burning out, that's when I want to do nothing but sleep. Yeah. And that's how I knew I was in a burnout is because I've been super, super tired. And that's not normal for me to feel tired that many days in a row. I might have one day where I'm like, ooh, I need a nap because I have, I just, you know, was out too late or whatever it is and I up think, at four yeah. o'clock working on a presentation yeah. or whatever. But And I think we both agreed on previous podcasts that naps are a beautiful thing. We love uh, naps. We're big fans of If you naps. squeeze in 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, it is amazing. And by the way, an hour and 45 minutes is not a nap. 
that's another sleep, a nap. Yes. <laughs> it's like 30 minutes or less. I don't know what the official cutoff is on a nap, but it's not an hour and 45 And minutes, we're going to so. talk um, in greater detail on our next, when we talk about how to recover from burnout, we're also going to talk about some of the physical side effects of burnout yeah. and how you can help recover from those. But health issues are going to uh, start to pop up. And if you stay in burnout mode long enough, those can actually start to create some severe health issues. Um, they can start to create heart problems, obesity, diabetes, depression, dementia, sleep, um, sleep issues, tummy issues. So we want to make sure that we help you ward those off at the past and that you don't wind up with some long-term health consequences because of being in a um, extended burnout. And that could be from not eating at all, eating too much, because I, I think I'm relatively normal. When something good happens, I'm like, all right, go get something fried. <laughs> go get some fast food and celebrate. Uh, or something's really bad. It's like, oh, I need to pick me up. Go do that. Going back to the lack of sleep, uh, to a functioning body, if you go three and a half hours, four hours a night for a couple, three, four weeks, it's going to catch it's up gonna with you. It's going to weigh on you. And mm -hmm. your doctors will tell you, don't eat well, don't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. Just little things like that that will compound. But you'll know, yeah, I have health issues. Also, my back's bothering me more because I'm not doing this, that, or the other. It's uh, The health issue should be the number one red flag for people that something's not going right. So we hope uh, if you're not feeling well that you take a second, look back, and go, all right, I need to change a couple things. Health issues that can pop up because of feeling overly stressed out, overly anxious, um, being in a burnout, whatever you want to call it. Just being under a high level of stress can cause acne. It can cause chronic pain. So earlier today, my back was hurting. It's because I haven't been taking care of myself. It's because that's where my pain will start manifesting. I'll get all tight and tense, tense muscles, muscle fatigue. Yesterday, I had four foot cramps. From what? Probably stress and anxiety and not drinking enough water yeah. and being being stressed out. Well, we stood for three and a half, four hours yesterday. We did, and so. I wore really crappy shoes, so part of it was that. But This is where it's handy to be male sometimes because <laughs> we rarely wear heels. But so. my shoes were yeah. so cute. They you were, they were very nice. unsupportive flats. We had a, um, a, tra a coaching seminar, and you stand. You know, we're both doing do. the presentation. Yeah. You stand, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of nice sometimes to be the guy. And yes, it is easier because... We have unless you have cowboy boots on, you're generally. Wearing I might flats, start. Yeah. I might start wearing cowboy boots. Maybe that'll be my coaching. Oh, I'm okay MO. with that. Yeah. Why don't you just take your shoes off, walk around with no shoes on? A lot of people Sometimes do that. Sometimes that's even worse, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You need the cushion and the pad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll find um, you some uh, some kick-ass cowboy boots. We'll do yeah, that. Yeah. I would we'll do that. Do yeah. Bizarre dreams. If you find that you're having <laughs> really bizarre dreams, that could be a sign that you are overly stressed. Um, tooth and jaw pain. Mm -hmm. I am a nighttime teeth grinder. I wear a night guard because of it. If you're finding that you're having tooth and jaw pain, it might be because you are overly stressed and in a burnout. You might start losing that gorgeous head of hair. Yeah. Your hair can start to fall out. You might be getting stomach aches, upset stomach. When I am stressed out, my eye will start twitching. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dang it, I know I'm stressed because the stupid eye starts twitching and no one can see it, but I feel like they can see it. With ladies... This can start affecting your menstrual cycles. You start getting irregular periods, itchy skin and rashes. If you find that, so I told Scott the other day, we were getting ready to go for a walk 
and I had to finish up writing the rest of our presentation. And I was feeling a little stressed, a little anxious, because I always do when I'm finishing up a big project and we were out walking the dogs. And I looked at him and I said, dang it. I said, I'm more stressed out than I should be. And he said, why? And I pulled my jacket open and my whole chest was red and full of a rash. And he said, you are so weird. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for saying that. But no, I'm not. This is a normal symptom of being overly stressed out. (laughs) And he's in a regular job. He goes to his job. He leaves his job. So he tries to be as supportive as possible. But if you're not in it, if you don't have that level of stress, it's really hard to sympathize with somebody when I'm sitting here showing him my my rashy chest. Um, You can get headaches, bleeding gums, back pain, fatigue. All of these things are outward symptoms. That's your body telling you, hey, something is off kilter and you need to make some changes. You are the engine to your business. The analogy there is on your car. When your car's not running well, there's generally an engine problem. And that means everything's not flowing smoothly. So if you are not correct and right, then there's no way your business is going to be. And we're going to talk about this in the next episode about you need to schedule you in your day so you can take care of yourself. Easy for us to say, but we've both been through this, so we, we can sympathize and empathize with you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to make sure you're right physically. Ask for help, get help, whatever you need to do to make your business run good. Because if you get run down to run down, that's going to be big-time problems, and the business could shut down. People have told stories about that before. Just not good. So here's some some signs of a burnout. We hope this helps, and we hope that you'll take care of yourself. We do. And, of course, we always want everyone's mental health to be the strongest. Um, we would love for you to share your stories with us. You can tweet at us on Twitter, Wired to Change. You with can email two. us, trinity at wiredtochange.com, mike at wiredtochange.com, or info at wiredtochange.com. With we check the number two. With the number two. We check all three of those. We would love for you to share your stories with yes. us as well. Yep. And we'll see you next time on Wired to Change podcast.